Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hi, my name is Sammy and you're listening to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. Hey, hey. Welcome back to the channel. Today I am answering questions about exercise, pregnancy, and exercise in general. Um, Like exercise and pregnancy for people who have had HA and exercise in general with HA. Okay, so let's dive right on in. Judy emailed me. Guys, email your questions, Danny at the HA Society or go to Instagram. The HA Society is our handle where you can find me, Danny Sheriff, whatever, pick your pie. 
right? Get your question over there. Um, and I'm happy to chat with you and answer on an episode. So Judy asks, hello. So I have a question concerning exercise during pregnancy after HA or getting pregnant during recovery. I used medication for nine months for Vera and Clomid and started using an estrogen support two months and the second month got pregnant. Long story short, I lost my period in 2018 and didn't have a natural cycle without medical intervention. This year, we decided to try and get pregnant and I made some lifestyle changes along with the medication I was using. I stopped exercising as intensely about two months ago and food has not been an issue. I did, however, start eating more carbs with every meal. I'm currently in my first trimester. Is Pilates safe for me or light weight training? Thanks. I'm thinking of incorporating exercise three days a week and stretches in the days in between. So I have answered this question in depth in other episodes. I'm going to link them in the show notes because I reviewed their research. I did conduct my own little social experiment study and I have a lot of opinions on this. So I'm going to link that. In short, Pilates is probably fine and lightweight training is probably fine. That being said, okay, listen up. Listen up, listen up, listen up. You got pregnant on treatment. I'm reconfirming this. I'm reconfirming this right now. (laughs) Sorry. I used medication for nine months, we were on Clomid, estrogen for two months, and I got pregnant. Okay, so here's the thing. When we take the, for the fertility treatment route, we leave the land of natural conception. So while once you're pregnant, you're pregnant, for the most part, you're now pregnant from a state of being that potentially wasn't ready to be. Now I'm making an assumption here because you didn't necessarily say HA was my pure problem. But if you were just like straight up missing a menstrual cycle and that was like your main issue and you used treatment to overcome that and now you're pregnant, your body is having a hard time. Your body's busy, dude. Your thyroid is like, what? You know, everything's taking over and that's okay. Like. I'm just trying to let you know that you are not a regular pregnant person. So I want you to take advice around exercise and stuff with a grain of salt. It's really important that you give your body rest and food and nutrients so that it can pick up the really hard job that you kind of put it in a headlock and told it to do. That sounds, it sounds really mean and judgy but I'm just trying to give you the appropriate answer because too many people are walking around here um, using treatment to get pregnant and thinking that there is no like additional adverse effect to that. Like our body was just malfunctioning and now we've like fixed it with medication. Like that's not what happened. And when you're postpartum, you know, if you have HA, and you get pregnant through treatment. When you're postpartum, like you're back in HA, right? So we never left HA. (laughs) We're like pregnant with HA. So exercise may not be um, appropriate at all if that's the case. And that's why I chose this question um, because I'm not definitely, definitely not picking on you, Judy. Absolutely not. It's just that this is really common. And we've had a lot of clients 
who have come to us after children and it's taking longer. So we have an average four to 10 weeks of recovery. Um, and sometimes people take a little longer than that. Not all, not all women take longer than that to recover, but like we have seen uh, in particular, I, I think of um, someone, she's just so great, but she ended up with twins and it was just like the, um, the toll it took on her body. Like we're still working through it with her and it's still definitely AJ. Like her labs say that, but her body's having a harder time responding, right? So basically what happens is we have to work harder to get a response from our body. So I really don't want you to push yourself. I really don't want you to feel like, well, now I'm pregnant, so I'm just a regular pregnant person and nothing matters. And I know you don't, because you're asking this question, um, but your question was like, exercise during pregnancy after HA and getting pregnant during recovery. But I feel like the fact that you got pregnant without having recovered matters, right? And you didn't have a natural cycle without medical intervention. Like I still, you know, it passed. We have never seen, and the literature shows that there isn't people who can't recover from amenorrhea. Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora, cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Premature ovarian insufficiency. Sure. That's a longer road. And some people will not come back from that. But if you have HA and you said like, you say you had to get pregnant through medic, um, you had to get a period through medical intervention, like, no, that's not reality. And that's not the belief system that we have here. 
So when you and Chris Potem, let's talk. Let's talk, but for now, um, just really focus on like, okay, what do I need to do to give my body what it needs to finish this job and not push it any harder? So that postpartum, especially if you have the goals of breastfeeding, you are like chilling, okay? Not just, not for baby, but for you in order for you to recover postpartum. I hope this was helpful. Hit me up through email again, Judy, um, if you have like feelings or thoughts on this. Remember, I don't have the full context, the full backstory, but if this is helpful for anyone else listening, I hope so. And you guys, if you want to know more about recovery time, natural conception, how to get your period back, um, and those four to 10 week timelines, check out our masterclass, Restore Ovulation, Get Pregnant Naturally. I'm going to link it below. It's a 60 minute masterclass that I have created just for you guys. It's going to take you through everything that you need to know. Bang, 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 bang about how we do what we do. Okay. Next question about exercise is from Applesauce. She said, I've removed all exercise besides walking and yoga. Now it worries me that I took out weight training. Maybe I should just do more body weight yoga training right now. How much should I eat before and after doing yoga? Do you really need to fuel a lot before and after? How much to eat before and after? Okay, applesauce with the questions. I almost want to say you're asking me questions that like you need to like you need to take a chill pill. Like the way this is happening with all of the questions and like the extreme lack of unknown, here's the thing. I guarantee you that you have watched every video I have on exercise and that anyone else has on exercise, but you're still asking these questions. And I know you have because I recognize your handle and you've commented on other videos before. So you already have all of the answers to this, but you want a different answer for you. So it worries me that I took out weight training. No, this is great. You need to take out everything. So you've done well. Maybe I should just do more body weight yoga training right now. No, you should probably do nothing. I don't even know you, but I already know you should probably do nothing. How much should I eat before and after doing yoga? You should eat as much as you can before and as much as you can after if you do yoga, which you probably shouldn't. Do you really need to feel a lot before and after? Yes. How much to eat before and after? A lot. See, you asked the same question twice, girlfriend. Okay, so let's like bring it down a notch. You guys, if this is you, right? Like if you're just feeling like, ah, you know, I don't know where to do it, don't feel confident, I don't know where to start, you need coaching for the love of all that is good. You are not gonna get your period back on YouTube because it's hard for you to hear the information. If it's not the answer you want, it goes in one out, in one ear, out the other. No, the benefit of coaching or our store group program or even just taking our free masterclass is going to tell you what you need. You, right? Like I'm taking your intake form. I'm looking at your food review. I'm looking at your fertility awareness chart. I'm talking to you, right? This is what you need to do. 
and you'll let you'll do less flip-flopping like this video says this but maybe that doesn't apply to me and this one says this and i like what they're saying so i do think that one applies to me you need that removed from your situation so applesauce i don't know your situation but that's what i would recommend is the ajsociety.com forward slash coaching fill out an application 100 percent. okay Guys, hope this was helpful. Stay tuned because next week we are going to be going in a little different direction. I have a special episode up, um, lined up for you guys. I can't wait to show it to you. So make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss it. And we are going to catch y'all next week. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, And I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, that will work too.
So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.